Hi guys, my name is Nitin Sajdeva and I'm from Meeting Means Business India. Uh, today uh, we want to kick off this education series where we want to bring you options that are available uh, to companies in the travel and tourism domain. We witnessed impeccable uh, webinar that was uh, moderated by Mr. Ashish Kumar. That's why he's joining us today from the industry standpoint uh, where he had mentioned that the businesses post-COVID will have opportunities to collaborate, merge. Uh, and and a lot of uh, opportunities to work together. So uh, I want to bring him uh, to really speak about what did he mean and how we can elaborate that. By the way, Ashish Kumar is an evangelist, a thought leader uh, in the industry with more than 40 years experience. And he's been uh, in CXO positions uh, for many large travel brands in, in the industry. Uh, and we have also brought in uh, Mr. Avijit Banerjee, who is the CEO and Managing Director for Argon Capital Advisors. Uh, it's, it's a management consulting firm and he's been in, the, in, the, in that space for about 20 plus years, uh, advising firms on, on uh, options available uh, on uh, getting funded, getting capital access, uh, and also a regulatory framework on how it can professionally be handled. So Ashish, I would like to bring you in uh, to really, uh, you know, elaborate on your point. So you can you can explain uh, when you meant that there would be opportunities uh, of working collectively in the industry. What did you mean about that? So uh, although the virus started off in December in Wuhan, China, and started spreading the world over in January and February, the Indian market as such really took notice of it in March. So that phase to me. It is was a phase of a shock and awe. So it caught the industry with what you can term it as a shock and awe. Once the period of shock and awe went off, then came the period of introspection. Now what do we do? And now I see the industry moving beyond introspection to an execution mode. Which means, okay, now that it's happened, what do we do to take it forward and, and carry on with our lives if we can? So that is the part which is now we are addressing and has broken into two parts. One is a clear survival mode that we are in a business of tour operating, be it in inbound, be it in outbound, be it in mice, be it in corporate travel. How do we survive the times? And the second, of course, is once we survive the times, obviously we will revive for the better. If we don't survive the time, then we are not there. Right. So therefore, what you need to do is you need to uh, Break your journey into various steps. I would say first break it because you are into a financial new year, April, right? First break it into first six months. And in the first six months, take your revenue as zero. And then you base your, re-engineer your cost based on the first six months being zero. Whether it's monitorium on, on, on loans, whether it's... Uh, uh, reduction of GST or whether uh, deferment of GST, whether reduction in staff costs, lease, renegotiation of costs, build your business plan for the first six months with key actionable items. But these are the five things I need to do for this first six months. Then you come into the next six months bracket. And, and that's in the first six months, you should have carved yourself a new business plan for this financial year, for the next 12 months. With re-engineering costs, with the re-engineered uh, revenue from the market, 
re-looking at your debtors, re-looking at everything. And then that determines what's the kind of cash flow you need in your business to be able to run that business. Because cash is going back. That's the bottom line. Where are you going to get the cash? Are you going to get it from your friends, relatives, well-wisher? Or you got enough in the bank and reserves in your company to be able to pump it back? Or you're going to be able to borrow? Borrow from where? So therefore, funding is a need for cash flow which you need to look at. And you can be sure when you build your funding, uh, you need to remodel your cash flow uh, because the hot, be it hotels, be it airline, be it your suppliers, they're going to be also demanding everything upfront when you make your booking. So it's not something that I have a pipeline of six months or three months or one month to pay my suppliers. So therefore, look at from an objective that you've got to be paying everything upfront and see what kind of cash you need in the business. And you arrange the cash. Like I said, you arrange the cash either from a bank or from a from a funding entity. And I think Abhijit would talk more about that as to how that can be done. So now, while you've made that business plan, while you've seen what kind of cash you need, always carry a thought behind collaboration and not competing. Uh, if you see our travel industry is so fragmented that you would have tour operators, travel agents fighting for the same market, same pie, same distribution, same everything and, and killing each other. I think the time of killing each other is gone when I use that word loosely. Uh, it's more collaborate. Now, the collaboration is based on your business plan and your fund requirement because you would say, you know, I've got enough funds now. I don't need to collaborate. I'll continue the way I am. Or you would say, no, why don't three of us friends? And obviously, the friends are not only friends in, in terms of having a drink together, but friends in terms of who bring synergies on the table. So you, you merge in a manner and the merger could be a total uh, 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 structured m a or it could be a loosely held alliance where each one helps each one out to be able to create a larger entity. Uh, look at, for example, Make My Trip on Go IB merger. It was a cashless merger, but I think it may be a very large merger, merger, but for me, it was an ideal situation where the bloodbath, which was happening on the marketing side of the hotel world, would be able to cut down. Something with the industry is always run away and thought was a cost, has to be forgotten as a cost, and that's technology. And technology is is not just saying, oh, I'll have a CRM, I'll have a web base, that's passe. You know, I mean, you have to go beyond just CRMs and website. Today, you have to go into emerging technologies, you've got to get yourself ready. So, the part of your two year revival, uh, survival and revival package will have to consist of embracing technology, getting your staff ready for technology, and, and moving forward into a new world. Yeah, so you are suggesting that, you know, there'll be an environment where there'll be opportunity to actually companies come together and because they're targeting the same market. Uh, and they are delivering the same product to come together, maybe have a mergeable action plan, but they have to really do it in a in a formal manner so that they can get access to capital in, in together, isn't it? No, well, first you your action plan of your own company. Yeah. Because if you don't have an action plan of your own company, how do I know that you and I have a synergy to work together? And lastly, I'll just say, if you look at the demographics of the industry, especially the inbound industry, uh, uh, the promoters are very age driven and if you look across and do a survey you'll find very few next generations are there so you really want to see that would they be exiting do they want to at the age of 60 start all over again or they say we've had enough we want to exit out but even exiting has a has, has a process you can't tomorrow decide want to exit out there has to be somebody you can merge with, somebody yeah. who should take over 
but for that also you need to create a plan and a viability sure so that is what i uh i would want to bring in abhijit panerji from uh, argon abhijit uh, as ashish mentioned uh, that there is a need of making a plan and and there is a, a need of making a plan to actually access capital and your requirements for the next one year uh you being in this domain you know uh, of of helping companies what are the options available uh, for the travel and tourism industry going forward Uh, uh, first of all uh, Nitin thank you for having me on this positivity campaign and uh, Ashish thank you so much for uh, setting the theme and you have beautifully covered and summarized uh, basically the problems and the practical problems that uh, this industry is facing uh, so i'll just take the cue from what Ashish left uh, and then i'll i'll come to uh, you know uh, uh, more conclusively to answer your part of the question uh, the first is that you have to see the kind of impact it has happened with the covid-19 Uh, it's very catastrophic to the businesses which means uh, henceforth once uh, in the post covid 19 scenario uh, the way businesses are going to be you know uh, conducted will not be the same as it has been up until now because the challenges are different and you cannot be relying on the uh, tools and the skill sets and the uh, kind of uh, uh, thought process and innovation that you have up until now so it needs a different war game it, it needs a different uh, strategy to counter each of the more revival is secondary the first challenge here is that how do i continue to exist how do i continue to breathe hey eh? once uh, you know uh, the lockdown opens up and uh, you know we are trying to uh, recover from what we have lost uh, it's it's like resetting the whole button so now uh, with those challenges in place i think uh, uh, the economic recovery and the businesses of from all sectors it's going to be extremely long run recovery and travel is going to be the last to recover because uh, uh, every industry or every sector are going to be very cost conscious going forward uh, now uh, the kind of thing which has evolved is that uh, they are prioritizing things in a which is the most essential right now and uh, uh, keeping everything else uh, for a later stage only if we have enough cash to survive for that in terms of options that they have available right now uh, i would say which is a bootstrap funding when i say a bootstrap funding is a very quick incubation fund uh which will you know uh, uh it can be as slow as a, a, a 50 uh, lakhs to 1 cr uh, to as a higher 7 cr let's say eh which can set the ball rolling with that you can deploy to immediately you know execute it and uh, you know uh, and deploy it to those uh, actionable points and items which will help you to manage your inventory better manage you to plan your uh, uh, revenue forecast better uh, your marketing schemes better so that there's a traction coming from the client side there are a lot of institutions uh, that does that and uh, that is where we have helped in the past also uh, in closing a, a deal as as fast as two, within 2 to 3 weeks where you can get a, a emergency fund and but again hey uh, you know it, you have to uh, remember that while the demand for uh, funding is going exponentially up for uh, for the sector and for all sectors uh, in general uh, the uh, the institution on the other side which is the uh, you know the supplier of the cash or the supplier of the money eh? they are also sitting with offers so they are also under immense pressure to deploy that fund they cannot be sitting on idle fund because they are also accountable so which i think one good thing that is coming out of it here is that the rigidity which was there before the covid-19 scenario i am seeing that going to be relaxed a little bit so they were not be as rigid as they were before Oh, so they would be willing to consider. Uh, they may not be going with the exact, you know, robotic uh, binary number zero or one. If it is yes or a no, yes or a no, they might consider 
what if mm. that question will get into the funding part of it right uh, so to ensure that you know the good businesses which are capable of going through it doesn't suffer because they passed something is not in shape as of today okay so but then lot of thing depends on it's 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 it cannot be uh, very very menu driven it has to be customized it has to be uh, concept based that is where the story has to be conveyed to the investor fraternity that what kind of a value they can deliver or uh, as ashish pointed out that you know you keep the immediate two years plan ready which is uh, your uh, october 2020 to uh, march 21 and then again from uh, your uh, october 21 to march 22 oh so uh, if these two years which the six months which is very critical for the uh, sector if that is ready and if you are very clear what you want to do oh that is something which i think which earlier has not found its way through might find its way through so then said that doesn't mean that they are going to entertain any business that comes through no that is where uh, i think they would have to you know the industry a they may be expert in their own domain but they may not be knowing how to reach out and present the story what needs to be done what are the steps to be taken forward that is where they would need a friend at this in this need of our you know someone who hold their hand guide them through the process and get the fund needed for that so once the fund comes in right then comes the second phase of getting a larger fund which can be through a private equity can be through a, a, a financial institution where you actually go through project based funding in in that will support your expansion acquisition whichever way you look into it right that phase we come into it and that is where the revival kicks off now right. once the revival kicks off that you know there are companies who are willing to join hands as ashish said that you know let's not be competing with each other let's let's be friends rather than be a foe in the ecosystem right you earn me uh, let me also earn and together i think we can do a better job rather than you know killing each other's business so that is a consolidation it's very very in the offing that we see so the opportunity to collaborate with each other now that collaboration may not just be simple uh, you know a cash swap or a, or, or a stock option swap uh, you know the stock swap kind of a merger it can also be alliances in terms of a market synergies let's say uh, let me put an instance that uh, a company a versus a company b doesn't need to take over they don't need to uh, financially merge in, uh, in the books of the accounts they can still be a friends without getting uh, you know uh, merging their books of accounts by having a marketing alliances or or, or alliances in the customer front that this is a geography we are going to target uh, or somewhere you know uh, uh, there's a vertical integration of vertical synergies coming out so you are complementing rather than com- uh, you know competing you are complementing your uh, competitor now and then together you are growing as a that is how the industry is going to evolve so merger while they are going to happen yes a uh, consolidation is in the offing but uh, in addition to that i'm also seeing lot of non cash merger uh, on the plate that is where you know to r- find the right partner who can help me sell my businesses out Uh, who can help me you know uh, uh, you know bring in a more better technology product uh, so these kind of alliances are also coming up not just from the financial perspective uh, the third part comes is that um, this is the time when the businesses are going to consider that uh, uh, if i am already uh, uh, a star player or, or one of the big fish like a, like a uh, make my trip or a yatra uh, uh, or a creator uh, they might see some quick acquisition opportunities that is uh, so a consolidation can also happen through that 
that's one second is that uh, exit opportunity when i say exit opportunity is that now a question would come should we stay in a particular category of a business i'm not saying the entire company is per se but you are doing a b c d e d my question at this point of time is that should we focus only on a b c and do away with d and e a or should we focus only on a and b and do away with c d and e kind of an element so basically the sbu hiving off and giving it to that person who would be able to better synergize with their company once they integrate that so the opportunities are coming in a way that, where we can actually help them the marriages to happen in any way they want or any other combination they want so it may not just always be a pure plain vanilla uh, company a taking over company b or company emerging with company b a the marriages can happen in bits and parts Uh, just to ensure that not only it guarantees survival, but it also ensures that you are able to revive and then take the challenges. Now you are emerging more strong because uh, the skill set that you are joining hands with the other uh, the other competitor is making you more strong, and you are able to cross leverage each other's capabilities. So that's the third part of it. The fourth is, which I think is uh, going to be very important going forward, is when specifically from a funding point of view, when you. Try to access fund, whether it's a it's a bootstrap fund, whether it's a uh, it's a project based funding, whether it's a private equity, whether it's a it's a sell off, whether you're going for an IPO, whichever way, is that how nicely or how optimal is the capital structure? Uh, am I am I too uh, leveraged right now? Uh, is it pushing me more towards a default risk? Tomorrow another unfortunate uh, incident is going to happen. Let's say hey, if were to happen. and will it throw me into a default risk or not so the capital structuring in this case is very very important and that needs a constant uh, you know guidance from someone who understands the subject domain better rather than those uh, who are an entrepreneur they should not focus over that they should get someone to help them out in the capital structuring process so my uh, suggestion to the entire fraternity from the uh, 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 from the travel sector would be that uh, it, it is also the right time that you go back to the drawing board Or try to visit that your capital doesn't look very risky eh? uh, to an investor, so that uh, they sh- should not shy away from funding you, even though you have a good plan or even though you have a good capability. Because sometimes, uh, you know, riskiness of a certain asset, riskiness of a capital, can be a mood killer for the investor. Even though everything falls good, they also are driven by certain compliances, certain checks where they have to say no. While I agree, I have said that you know the rigidity. I, I'm forcing it to be getting relaxed a lot, uh, but even then, uh, certain level of checks would be there where you know we will have to clear through those checks only to make it sure that my proposal gets accepted uh, to an investor and that investor provides me the much-needed funds that we have today. Okay, and the last part comes after the fund comes in. What next? That is where the post-funding support comes. Right now. there as the small scale sector basically the small and medium sector uh, may not be having uh, a full time uh, on the payroll uh, expensive management support right so as and when they get the fund they should try to have uh, and uh, you know a management uh, advisory services where they are able to tell you uh, that you have, this is the way to reopen and if something is going wrong they are able to highlight and flag it up the fundraising process whether it's a quick fund or or or, or the private equity or or getting a cash swap through a merger uh, it's very very disciplined and it requires a rigorous uh, and it's very rigorous as well it requires a lot of homework to be done it's not uh, you know on the face of it it may looks very uh, fancy it's not it requires patience uh, at its end uh, to the core and it requires uh, the right skill sets to be deployed into it which means you need a proper business plan you need a proper cash flow projection where each of the assumptions 
gets questioned by the investor as to how you're arriving at this number right if you're able not able to answer that properly to an investor that is that opportunity is lost and therefore i keep emphasizing on that uh, uh, you know when it comes to the entrepreneurs who are seeking fund they should focus and remain focused on their business and the product uh, and uh, something this which is not their cup of tea they should not try to venture otherwise because that opportunity with one investor it comes only once uh, but in lifetime you cannot go for the second time again with the same pitch so it needs a proper business plan it needs a uh, 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 a robust and uh, uh, realistic cash flow projections where you every the question is being answered through the assumptions being used into it right and third is the writing of the investment thesis this is very very important as to why why i'm going to put money into company abc or company xyz eh? that investment thesis summarizes as to uh, you know this is the reason this is the problem they're going through but these are the capabilities they have because of these plan in place we could see the assumptions the assumptions have been built in such a way eh, that we could see the company is going to give an irr maybe in the next 6 7 years they will pay off everything eh? so that is very very important to seek the investor confidence eh? and uh, uh, not just that you know the, when i say realistic because it is also subjected to due diligence even for a quick strap fund which which i said a 3 weeks of a uh, kind of a timeline over there also they will do a physical visit to the enterprises to the companies eh, and they will also check the books of account so anything which is being disclosed uh, in an unethical way gets struck off so that is why we say that you know when uh, uh, an advisor whosoever does it will always do a pre due diligence so they will guide it through you know thanks thanks abhijit i think uh, the overall scenario to summarize is as i mentioned that the survival and the revival strategy has to be planned into a business plan for 2 years and of course you know you need to uh, incorporate the, the use of technology to really you know really take care of the requirements that are going to come in the future and and to rationalize cost but in 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 order to to actually get your uh, action plan moving you need to have access to fund or probably if you have to have a, a merger or an opportunity to work uh, an alliance with with another company uh, which has uh, similar practices as you would need a a, a professional uh, a company or or a hand holding company who can step by step help you like just uh, over here abhijit offers that service uh, thank you so much a gentleman uh, ashish and and abhijit for joining in and i guess a uh, lot of people are going to get a lot of value from this conversation thank you once once again for joining in